Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be this is going to be a long period of dedication, focus, all in. Esther 2 and 10. Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. And every day, Mordecai paced in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Mordecai's concerned, obviously, for reasons. He knows that Esther is in there among people who are not Jewish, and she's preparing to join herself to a man who himself is not a Jew either. I would be pacing outside too. He's thinking of all the preparations they are putting her through. Are they trying to get her to eat foods that Jews are not supposed to eat? Because there were some dietary things in here that she probably had to go through. Is the king going to want to try to have sexual relations with her, not being married to her? you got to remember, this is Mordecai's little girl. Yeah, this is a parent here. I'm pacing outside. What's up with my girl? He raised her. And he doesn't know what's happening on, on, on the other side of that wall there. He's wondering, will something happen to her that will expose her as being of the Jews? Is, that, is something going to happen that's going to expose her? You realize a whole year, we're going to find out not one thing happened that gave her away. <laughs> All the strict stuff going on, and that word never gets out. And so, if it was discovered as her being Jewish, she would probably lose her shot at being elevated to being queen. And so, even though Mordecai is worrying a little bit, we can see that he had been given good, great, godly wisdom because he instructed Esther not to reveal her people or her family so that God could work his plan through her. Mordecai is a wise man. Esther 2 and 12. Each young woman's turn came to go into King Ahasuerus after she had completed 12 months preparation, according to the regulations for the women. For thus were the days of their preparation apportioned, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes in preparations for beautifying women. Thus prepared, each young woman went to the king, and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. In the evening she went, and in the morning she returned to the second house of the women, to the custody of Shazgaz, the king's eunuch who kept the concubines. She would not go in to the king again, unless the king delighted in her and called for her by name. Now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter, look how we're being reminded of how special she is to him, (laughs) who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing. 
but what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. The women went to the king in the evening, but they didn't come back to the morning. Guys, think about this for a minute. They're all spending the night with him. And they were not returning back to the women's quarters. They went to another place. They went to where the concubines were. Now, a concubine is a lower level, inferior, down low level kind of a wife. But they never saw the king again unless he asked. Most of them probably never saw the king ever again. You can see why Mordecai was pacing outside the quarters. I, I can imagine he, he was probably praying. In this contest here, you have to win. You have to win. There's no second place. You either win the king's decision or you end up a concubine for the rest of your life. This is a in-it-to-win-it situation. They were, as a concubine, they were never free to marry any other man, essentially living as a perpetual widow. You know, this is a contest where you better dedicate yourself all the way. There's a lot riding on it, right? There ain't no second place. Esther 2 and 16. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the 10th month, which is the month of Tebeth in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. Guys, that's a victory right there. That's good. God knows what he's doing. The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she had obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther, for all his officials and servants, and he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces and gave gifts according to the generosity of a king. When virgins were gathered together a second time, Mordecai sat within this king's gate. Now Esther had not revealed her family and her people, just as Mordecai had charged her, for Esther obeyed the command of Mordecai as when she was brought up by him. Okay, wow, she gets it. She's got the crown and a big celebration party. God is doing his work. We've been watching it, and here it is. So we've seen a new time stamp again. When I see time stamps in the Bible, I go, okay, why is this here? And I'm going to use it. (laughs) We see a new time stamp. The seventh year of the king's reign, which means that four years have passed since we read chapter 1 because that was the third year of his reign. And the king loved Esther, gave her the crown, celebrated. All the while, all this is going on. She still has not revealed who her people are. She still has not done that. Now, verse 19, saying when virgins were gathered a second time, apparently there was another gathering of virgins again. And Mordecai sitting at the king's gate It likely means that he held a position in the Persian Empire's judicial system to be in that gate. And so not only did the Lord position Esther, but the Lord also positioned Mordecai also to be sitting in that gate to be just in the right place for what happens next. God's positioning is all over this book. 
You know, if, if you think you're just an accident floating around in life, read Esther. God places and positions his people, and he has already made you with the way you need to fit. Okay? So take comfort in that. So here's what happens next with Mordecai's position. Esther 2 and 21. In those days, while Mordecai sat within the king's gate, two of the king's eunuchs, Bigthan and Teresh, doorkeepers, became furious and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. And when an inquiry was made into the matter, it was confirmed, and both were hanged on a gallows, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. So, wow, God has positioned both Esther and Mordecai. (laughs) If you thought it was amazing just to position one, it gets double amazing he positioned two. Now, for Esther's positioning, she became queen not just by being super beautiful. That's not all that did it. Yeah, she was pretty, we know that, but that's not all that did it. There's a whole lot more going on here than just beauty. Esther is beautiful, and that did influence the king to some degree. But how did she gain so much favor from so many people? How did, how did she do that? I, I mean, not, there's no one woman that could be completely, absolutely attractive to absolutely everybody to get that kind of favor like that. So beauty's not the only case here. The Lord is working his work. The Lord's in this. And the same with Mordecai. How did Mordecai get put in place also? I want to take you to Psalm 75 and 6. Remember, I told you to remember the word exaltation. It means lift it up. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts one down and exalts another. Esther did not get to be queen by her looks. Looks didn't do all that. Both Esther and Mordecai were put into place by the judgment of God, by God's choice. Here's what I got for you, and you're the guy for this, or you're the girl for this, and he put them in place. I take comfort in that because it has to apply to me too if I follow the Lord Jesus. He puts you in place. God's sovereign choice to move them up. You know, today, I think about how everybody wants that big celebration. They want the celebration, they want the exaltation, the the grand recognition, and all the party like what Esther got. But the problem is, they want it right now. Right now. We have to understand that first, Esther had to prepare for an entire year first. And through that entire year, she had to learn how to listen, how to obey, and how to wait. Listen, obey, and wait. That's the difference between Esther and Vashti here. Vashti did not listen and obey, and that's why she got removed. But Esther did. God put one down, but exalted another. God's favor. I hear about that being talked about. I want God's favor, God's favor. God's favor is not for us to spend on ourselves. That's not what God's favor is for. The favor is for glorifying God. There was a much bigger picture that God had established for saving the Jewish people from an upcoming plot to kill all of them. Now, had Esther thought that all of this was just for her, she would have lost God's favor. And she would have lost the positioning 
and God would not have been able to work through her. She would have lost all of that and ended up being just another concubine. Guys, do you see what we need to be doing with favor? There's a much bigger picture at hand than just Esther, and please hear me, there is a much bigger picture at hand than just you. My question to you today is, do you want God to position you into a place where he can work through you for the blessing of countless others. See, that's bigger than just one person. That's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. To be that kind of blessing to others requires you to be moved away from where you were into a new place that requires your full dedication all in. Oh, Ray, you're stepping on my toes now. Esther built that story up, not me. You may be moved from one place to another, and that's going to require your full dedication, all in. There was no second place in this pageant, and that is the kind of dedication God wants from us, all in. You know, when you repent of your sins, you have to leave where you were. Esther was taken from where she was. When you repent, you have to leave where you were, be taken to a new life, and you have to submit yourself down into service where it's not about you anymore. Esther could not live a double life in this story. She could not live a life between her old home and the women's quarters. She had to go all in, fully devoted to the position that God was going to elevate her into. If you want God to raise you up, then your belief in Jesus Christ must be evidenced with an all-in dedication. Too many lukewarm Christians today. I hate to jump on people, but there's too many people saying you're a Christian and you just don't look like Esther in this picture. You don't look all in. And people see that and they think, I don't want a halfway God if that's what you serve. I've got problems. I need out of this mess. And if the representation is 10%, 50 they don't want that. They're going to go look for it somewhere else. They're not going to say, they're not going to believe in the Jesus you tell them about. Guys, we have to be all in, all in dedication, knowing that your service to God must be of such a high quality so that it can serve a much bigger picture than just yourself. Now, here's another thing I saw in here real quick. Even those who may be placed under you. Let's say you work somewhere and you've got people below you. Okay, do not become proud to lord yourself over them. Think of the seven maids that attended Esther. I am so glad those seven maids were were mentioned because I got a lot out of them. The seven maids that attended Esther, they were not assigned to become queen. That was not what they were shooting for. Their job was to help Esther become queen. When God sends you helpers, don't forget to be thankful for their their assistance with you. And don't start to think that they are there to do your work for you. Don't pass the buck. They are there to assist you with the task that God gave you to do. Your calling is your calling. Well, I got these people, I'll, I'll have them do it. No, they're here to help you. Don't lord yourself over them. Here, you take this job and do it. They're here to help you do your calling. 
See, a lot of people get a calling and they forget it. And they start kind of, well, you know, the pastor will take care of that. Or, or somebody else will take care of that. That's your calling. Mordecai was helping Esther. Esther could never say, oh, I hate it here. I hate it with these women. What am I doing in this women's quarters? I'm not home anymore. Mordecai, why don't you come in here and do this? That wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> Mordecai couldn't do that for her. That was Esther's job, not anyone else. And the reason that, that I'm really harping on this is because sometimes we forget to be appreciative of our helpers, don't we? People that are there to encourage us and support us, we've got to remember they're there to help you. They're not there to do it for you. They have their own calling, but they're there to help you. God equipped Esther for that role, not the maids, and certainly not Mordecai and not Haggai, although they were there to help her. They could not do her calling, but they assisted her. And guess what? No one else can do your calling either. No one else can, no one else will, and don't expect it. All the more reason you should be thankful to your helpers that God gives you. God has positioned you where you are to fill that spot. However, God would not have elevated Esther if she was too selfish to listen to instruction and obey it. And she would have been unusable by God if she were too quick to have patience. Oh, God, Ray, you're hurting me. (laughs) It's hurting me, too. She had to listen, she had to obey, and she had to be patient. She needed all of these qualities, listening, obedience, and patience, in addition to absolute all-in dedication to get through the preparation process. Now, to my fellow believers of Messiah Jesus, I'm speaking to believers today. I know there's some people that aren't decided yet. I'll get to you in a minute about giving your life to Jesus finally and making him Lord of your life. But to those who are fellow believers in Messiah Jesus, our level of dedication should match with the same principles and disciplines that Esther demonstrated to us. All in. And so let us serve our King with excellence all the way in and dedicate ourselves like there is no second place. Because a day is coming when we will be raised up, called by name, chosen to celebrate with the King. Isn't that exciting? And so I hope you know that we are going through our own beauty treatments right now. Did you ever catch that? We are going through our own beauty treatments right now. Preparation. Revelation 19.7 Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. I'm going through preparation treatments right now. I'm, I'm going through beautification. I used to be this ugly, rotten old thing, but I repented and got out of that old life, and now I'm being prepared. I'm being beautified with the righteousness of Christ to be joined to my king in a great celebration. Do you see that in Esther? But how do you get there? You don't get there by lopping around, kind of ho-hum about it halfway in. It's all in. There's no second place. Get in there and run like there is no second place. Full dedication. I think the Lord gave us this picture for one thing. He's going to save the Jews, but it also gives us a picture of the kind of dedication he wants from us to be joined to him. And you are positioned, you are made just the way you are. Don't compare yourself with someone else. 
Esther could not compare herself to Mordecai. Oh, I wish I was like Mordecai outside walking around out there. No, that's not his job. This is your job. You're prepared and and equipped for what you've got to do. Mordecai had his own uh, preparation and positioning coming. You're right where you need to be. Just need to listen, need to obey, and be patient. It's a very difficult thing for today because people want it all now. I'm going to pray for us to understand. First, uh, for one thing, I want to pray for us believers that we understand what this requires of us. Lord, I haven't been listening well enough. Lord, I haven't been dedicated well enough. I've been acting like I'm just headed straight for the concubine's house. Lord, I want to get in and, and, and in it to win it. Like Paul said, run like you're trying to win. Lord, I know that's the dedication you want of me. Lord, help us understand that. Lord, sometimes we get impatient. Sometimes we don't listen. And sometimes, Lord, we don't obey. Forgive us. Teach us to hear you. Teach us to listen to you in the quietness. And when you tell us what to do, that we go do it. And we don't need to pace around concern because, Lord, we know you're, we can trust your positioning that it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And thank you, Lord, for making me just the way I am. I don't have to compare myself with anybody else. I don't have to sound like those eloquent other pastors. I sound like me. But, Lord, thank you for developing me in ministry. I ask you, Lord God, to develop your people, the people who hear me. Develop them to get exalted to that position you have waiting for them, Lord God. But, Lord, we're going to blow the whole thing if we won't listen to you and if we won't obey you, and if we're impatient. Esther exhibited a lot of these things to us to follow. And the maids that helped her, Mordecai helped her, Haggai helped her. She listened to them. Haggai said, take this into the king, and she took his advice. She listened to Mordecai when he said, don't reveal your family. She listened and she obeyed. Lord God, teach us to listen and obey. Lord, I pray for many people, they're looking for their position in life, wondering, what am I here for? Lord God, show them how to listen and obey and be patient. You will take care of that. Father, I'm the biggest sinner in the room. Me. Forgive me for the things I have wronged against you. Lord, I confess I'm a sinner in front of all these people. But I also confess you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray for those who like the sound of this. They say, I want this. I look forward to that great celebration with King Jesus, who will call me by name. But I don't know how to get myself in line with these disciplines. Lord God, I ask you, they realize the first step to that is making you Lord and not themselves anymore. And so for if you're, if you're considering salvation, here's what you do. I can't pray it for you. Pray with me. Father God, I have sinned. I have ruined it. I messed it all up. Forgive me, God. Thank you for sending Lord Jesus to save me and dying in my place. Thank you, Abba Father, that even though I messed up so bad, you can still build me and prepare me and position me to do great things in your name. And it's not just for me. It's bigger than me. It's for other people. Lord, I want to be a blessing to others, but I don't know what to do. Save me and give me that gift of eternal life. And now I want to walk in your ways. And Lord God, I got to get out of my old life. And Lord, I'm all in. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you haven't given your life to the Lord all the way, you haven't given your life to the Lord at all. 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.